If you work for yourself and you're thinking you want to put your energy behind a big creative project, you might be wondering what your clients think. Some people might say, who cares? But you're more conscientious than that. Maybe your creative practice is aligned with the services you provide, and maybe it's not. But if you aren't at least letting your clients know what you do on the side, you're hiding. Not just from them, but from yourself. Welcome to Morning Creative. I'm Mark Stedman, and I can't stop, won't stop making things. Now, uh, Pomplamoose is a musical duo from California. They uh, borrow their name from the French word Pamplemousse, uh, which I guess would be pronounced Pomplemousse, uh, but not in that weird way, which is, I think, French for grapefruit. And it's a wonderful word. Anyway, they make sort of alternative alternative indie kind of music. And they also do lots of covers, which is, I think, how they ended up on my radar via uh, another podcast. Uh, their members are Natalie Dawn and Jack Conti. Now, Jack Conti may be a name that you are familiar with. He is also the co-founder and CEO of Patreon, which is the world's biggest platform for getting creators paid. Good work, Jack. Um, Meanwhile, over here, hi, I'm Mark. I wrote a kid's book in 2019. Um, I make music too. I uh, put out a song in 2019 that was a cover. Uh, I put out a 3P, like an EP of of songs, a couple of years ago. And there is uh, music on my YouTube channel as well. I wrote my kid's book under a pseudonym. And until the sort of back half of last year, I was performing music under the moniker Barnard Star. So there's a whole lot of stuff there that I've sort of kept from different corners of the internet or different spaces that are that are occupied when i was a, a, a sort of a, a a leader in tech like i, I led a uh, i was i was uh, i had a software platform for podcasters and i had good number of, of customers and so it wouldn't be too self-aggrandizing to call myself at least in that small space something of a leader and i felt that you know i felt i was responsible i was helping uh shape uh in some ways some of the standards that was some of the early early parts uh of of my responsibilities stuff that i was involved in and i really had this idea that my customers should not be burdened with my creativity, with my creative pursuits outside of that company. And I really want to focus and lock in on that word burdened, because that's a big, scary, hulking, hairy, sweaty word. Why would making something from the heart, something that you believe in, why would a piece of creativity be a burden? If all you're doing is saying, here you go, I made this. That's all you're doing. You're not foisting it or forcing it upon anybody. You're just going, I made this thing. It's over here. So why would that be a burden? It wouldn't unless you feel like a burden. That's a a story for another day, but it's something worth thinking about. If you consider that the work you're doing feels like, I don't want to, I don't want to lumber people with this, then maybe start to have a little think for yourself about, you know, what that says about you, what that says about whether you think of yourself as a burden and take a look at the the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, because uh, it might just help topple some of those uh, negative thoughts. Now, do we think Jack Conti cares 
where the Patreon customers see his music. I think he probably does, actually, because I would imagine he'd love more people to find it, right? He's not hiding from from Patreon customers. If anything, it gives Jack more credibility as a creator because he's closer to the bare metal of what it is to be an independent creator. Or at least that's the that's the mythos around around Jack Conti and uh and Pomplamoose and, and Patreon. But this works on a smaller scale as well. You know, I want my stand-up course leader, the guy that I'm seeing every Monday uh, in my little group, I want him to be gigging as much as he can. I don't want him to be solely focused on me because that would be weird. And, you know, imagine he had to cancel a session, one of the Monday night sessions, because he got booked to record a live episode of the Off Menu podcast with Ed Gamble and and, uh, James Acaster. I would be thrilled. Because for one thing, and this, you know, the the sort of the ego bit aside, you know, yes, there's the bit that's like, wow, wouldn't it be amazing to be taught by someone who's just been on this really successful podcast? But also, I like him. I think he's good. He's teaching me useful things. I want good things for him. As I transitioned from tech into consulting, I had this same thought that I had when I was in that tech space. Now with my my consultants, you know, moving from having customers to having clients, I'm now thinking, well, these clients don't need to know about the stuff I'm making. They haven't got time for it. They're not going to be bothered. It's just, ah, don't waste my time with it. And to begin with, I think maybe that was true. You know, I, I, I was putting stuff out, not necessarily outlandish creative work in terms of music and stuff, but I was definitely putting out content in my newsletter and seeing a couple of unsubscribes from clients. Because at that early stage, it's very much more service orientated than it is personal. You, you don't yet have that super strong personal relationship with newer clients. But being personable and open is part of what I do. It's it's you know part of my sort of value set as a freelancer, as a consultant, as a you know mentor, whatever. Whenever I'm I'm working with people, that is part. You know, you don't just get this closed off, boxed off version. You get a lot more of me than what is contained between the hours of nine to five. You know, and so my relationships, as a result, my relationships with my clients are much closer, not with all of them, but there are close relationships with certain of my clients and they have become friends. They have turned into genuine friendships as a result. And we share things with our friends. And even if your clients aren't friends, I think there are still some who will take a human interest in you because it turns out your clients are also humans. And humans like things. Your clients like you, so maybe, by the transitive property, your clients will like what you do and what you make, even if it isn't for them. Okay, but what if they don't like the genre of thing? You know, what if it's just, it's not relevant? You know, uh, I'll give you an example. Years ago, I told someone I was working with, uh, that I was doing some improv. I was doing an improv course, and then I joined a team and was actually performing. Uh, we even got paid to do a, a gig or two, but we were performing, you know, around the city, uh, and we had a regular residency, and it was loads of fun. And I told one of my clients about that, and they were a performing arts producer, 
Uh, and they told me they hated improv. They, it made them cringe. They just hated it. And they never wanted anything to do with it. So they were never going to like my improv stuff. So no sweat. Like the, it, it's not their flavor. You know what I mean? It's not their thing. If you don't like Marmite, it doesn't matter how many Marmite scones you bake. If someone doesn't like Marmite, it doesn't mean they don't like you. It just means they don't like Marmite, so they don't want your Marmite scones. So <laughs> it's perfectly okay that a client can go, I, I don't really like that thing. And that not to have any impact on you as a creator because it's just not their flavor. And it doesn't, you know, when that client said that she doesn't like improv, I didn't think that meant she doesn't like me. I thought that meant, oh, that's a shame. I think she's missing out because actually we're all right. I didn't press it. Okay, that's fine. But what if your client is a big corporate? What if you're working for a big company? Well, turns out, again, big companies are made up of small humans. And if I might refer you to my earlier statement, humans like things. So the humans you work with and serve might like the thing you make. Because... Again, double turns out, humans who work for big companies also have lives outside of work, just like you do. So the thing that you're making might actually appeal to them. So back in, I think it was 2008, uh, I was looking to do some uh, contracting. And so I was leaving a previous position uh, and I went to go and have an interview with this company and... We're going to talk about getting caught out in a minute and what that feels like and what that means. Uh, And I had that absolute moment of being caught out because in the middle of a job interview, the interviewer asked me about a video that I'd recorded that I think was on Facebook and YouTube that he'd been able to track down and find because I guess I hadn't set my privacy settings right. And it was a joke video, and it was quite adult in in areas. It was, you know, capital P unprofessional. Uh, It was meant to be funny. It was meant to be a joke. Like, I'm not – it's not like um, uh, a thing that I'm sort of hiding in terms of uh, anything moral, but it's not – what you would lead with if you were going into professional engagement. So we had a conversation about it. And then on the way out of the building, he said, you know, by the way, I thought that was quite funny. And so there is this line, there is this world that we straddle. There is the professional who maybe their job title can't like a thing, but maybe that person behind the job title might actually like a thing. So Does there need to be a line between your professional relationships and your creative work? And to some degree, how how thick, how well-defined does that line need to be? You know, you might be surprised how many people will actually support you from uh, or on a personal level. As long, and I think this is important, as long as they know that you're not being distracted, as long as you're still very much on their team especially important if you are a freelancer and you work directly with clients. I think maybe less so if you're in a bigger company and all that kind of stuff. But if you're working directly with individual clients or small teams, they want to know that you are still on their team and that you are still looking out for them and you're still going to deliver the same standard and that you're not spreading yourself too thin. The way I look at this stuff, this should be additive 
And so doing X doesn't have to prevent you from doing Y. And another another point here is we're not talking about, when we talk about letting people know what you do, telling clients and stuff, this is not about promotion. This is not about pushing. I've already had an issue with uh, someone that I had a professional relationship with over WhatsApp sending me notifications each time they had a new episode of their podcast out. And I was like, you know, I'm here for if you want to have a conversation, but I'm not here for you to push stuff at me. That's not what this relationship is. And so that, you know, I think most of us are sort of aware of that, of that line. And we don't want to push our stuff onto people, but we also don't want to hide away. And so this is much more about making sure that you're not hiding. So if you do find yourself hiding, if you, if you think, yeah, I'm not going to tell these people, I don't really want them to, to know, or if they find out, whatever. If that, if you've got any of those kind of squirmy feelings, then stop and ask yourself why and who are you hiding from? Why are you hiding and who are you hiding from? And what would getting caught look like? You know, if, if it's a game of hide and seek, what happens when they fling op- open the door and they say, found you? What does that look like? Are you actually doing anything wrong? I'm thinking a little bit here of the pastry chef in The Bear. I think it was this, maybe the first series. The This this chef, I think he, he ends up being a dessert chef and he gets really into, uh, you know, after sort of just slinging fairly basic uh, meals around, he, he starts getting really interested in like finer sort of patisserie and stuff. And I think he, he, he goes off and he learns a bunch of stuff and he comes back and he de- develops this stuff but it's not his main job. It's not his main task. It's it's a side thing that he does, but he's also got this main other thing that he's supposed to be doing. And there's a big bust up towards the end of the series where he gets himself in a lot of trouble, or he doesn't get himself in a lot of trouble, but he ends up in trouble because he's been focusing, quote unquote, too much on this other thing and not his main thing. And so it's definitely uh, something that we need to be aware of. And it's definitely something I've been guilty of in jobs, you know, in, in jobby jobs. I've had those moments where someone's looked over my shoulder and I've gone white as a sheet because I was working on something else and should have been working, you know. But like I said up top, you're conscientious. I doubt that's that's a concern. But if it is, just have that in mind and just remember, like, you're not trying to take anything away from your client's relationships. If you're still meeting your obligations or you've had a conversation with your client beforehand to say, sort of, this is this is where my focus needs to go. Like, I need to take some of my focus away. And you have that as a, as a conversation where the expectations are set and they're understood. Then imagine what it would be like... If your client said at some point they came across something that you did and they went, wow, I, I love that you do this. I didn't know that you made this. I didn't know that this was something that you did. Wow, I love this. Maybe you could do it for me. Or maybe I can tell my followers uh, and, and the, the people in my circle about what it is that you're doing. If your client trusts you and they like you, they're going to be way more likely to support you in this extracurricular activity. So stop hiding and go and share with them the incredible thing you're making. Thank you so much for your time. If there's someone in your life who needs permission to come out uh, of hiding, then do send them uh, my way. Morningcreative.fm is where you can point them. Uh, Next time, we're going to look at how different generations might identify with our creative work. You're brilliant. 
and I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Take care.